0: Find a balance between knowing that you have enough time and that tomorrow's never promised.
1: Thank you, everyone, for joining another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about the innovation and motivation behind artists, entrepreneurs just following their dreams. This is episode 131, and today's guest I am very excited to have on here. He is an artist, a vocalist, a filmmaker. He goes by the acronym TRUTH, which stands for True Rhymes Uniquely Teaching Honesty. So let's get into
0: it. To reach perfection, which is never attainable. You know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, I can relate to that for sure.
1: I mean, I feel like a perfection really—it's it, a—it's an ideal, uh, ro- you know, that you put in your head. So essentially, we can all we can reach our idea of perfection, but I know what you mean. There's definitely a—it's uh, it, a—it's a never-ending quest, never-ending quest for sure.
0: Right, and I and I had to get over that, especially being a creative, because like um, I run into people that they're um, they're never finishing a project because of the perfectionism inside of them. And so, like, I had to unadopt the idea that we can make a perfect song or whatever, whatever. Uh, Like, completion is definitely the end goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get something completed so that we can put it out there and people can consume the content and stuff because I would have never put out any music at this point if I would have not just went with the flow. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because I've heard Lil Wayne even say that, like, there's humongous hit songs that he's made that like in the studio they like he heard it differently you know what i'm saying and then like they put out the song and he's like talking about how he still hears it the way that he imagined it in his head versus what the the audience actually gets you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying well
1: and i think that also goes into play with uh you know, the, the process that we do as creatives while we're going through everything and like how we first envision things when we're starting on it versus when, you know, someone comes in from the outside and helps you, you know, either flip something around, give you a different perspective that you didn't really see. And it just keeps transforming and changing until you have that, that end project where you're like, okay, I could, I could keep poking at this and I can, I can keep trying to tweak every little thing or other people outside of, my envisioned box of what i'm i'm making you know tells me that it, it's good enough to move forward with because i feel like i've talked about this before with a, a few different artists it's just we could i feel like we're we're just we are perfectionists when it comes to our art because we feel like there's always right. new things we can we can redo or recreate or give a new vibe but we just have to accept and and and
0: keep going and then we're sensitive too because like it's just every little thing that we put out is like your podcast is your baby like my projects the film everything that like I I like get involved in um touring and stuff like that like even the things that go along into touring so like I'm about to start a tour and I've had these ideas for stuff that I'm doing at my merch booth this tour this time around um where like so one of the the finale of the tour is like a three-day festival in Utah right in Salt Lake and so um I have had this vision for a few years to, like, do this thing at my booth where, like, we do these sculpture blunts and stuff like that. I don't know if you, like, smoke or anything like that, but, like, there's people who will make blunts at, that look like dinosaurs. Okay, I know what you're talking shapes, about. I've
1: seen those, yeah. Like,
0: shape. And so, um, you know, I am now getting to, like, completely manifest that dream this time around. And then you're in, you're smack dab in the middle of it. And like, I got so much stuff going on that I'm not even realizing like, oh, we don't even know how to make these things. So I had a fun time, like learning how to make them the other night. It was like arts and crafts with weed. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) That is so, yeah. I've always like, I'm like, some of the ones I've seen, it's, it almost looks like paper mache, you know, I
0: definitely see the arts and crafts
1: inside of it. That's, that's, that's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) It was fun. For sure the, I and mean it's
1: definitely it's definitely becoming more accepted. so it's interesting seeing all these new uh, just I guess workshops would be a good right. way to put it coming out and then teaching people. but you know what it's I think more people at least should be educated too if it, if it, if we are starting to find it more acceptable in society, people should still be educated on everything regardless. So I think that's really cool.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, and like, uh, I do agree with that. Like the education process that goes So, like my mom's a card holder uh, here in New Mexico and, um, they just passed recreational, but like, she's been a card holder for years. And so she, it was like, um, a process, like you said, like introducing the idea that like my mom didn't want to use opiates. And so she used cannabis and like Um, my family's like has a like real deep religious um, you know background and stuff so Mm. they they had to like accept the idea that like just because law enforcement for the longest time told us that this was against the rules and like every once in a while you'll find people in uh, certain religions that like it's frowned upon right Mm. but like we my mom didn't want to be addicted to opioids and she was already finding herself becoming like, you know, um using them too much like a crutch, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It was,
1: becoming it a little dependent on it.
0: Right. And it was messing her up. And then if she would have continued to use opioids, like she's um just recently discovered that she has some medical conditions that, like, if she would have kept using opioids, like she she would have been forced to stop using them anyway, which might have been harder for her to like uh stop using them, or it might have made the conditions worse 100%
1: you know I mean? yeah so. there definitely there definitely is a uh, a hard truth to that to to the understanding of just the pharmaceutical culture when it comes to helping people you know get out of uh, you know the hospital when they are have high you know high pain and stuff like that and and these prescriptions right. and then finding alternative more i guess holistic ways to to combat that you know, and I'm sure you you your, your music reflects a lot of, you know, what you how you feel about a, a lot of things throughout life. You know, you've got a, a wide genre, I think, would be um, you, you don't really have much of a box when it comes to stepping out and doing these different vibes throughout these different songs. I was playing your SoundCloud and like every I'm like, oh, man, this is this is good. It's definitely like I like the the switch up, you know what I mean?
0: All right, yeah, would, you know what, and that's the hardest part about being somebody like so sometimes I'll cr- I'll create like a core part of my fan base through a release. And so like um so I I had a song that like went real far when I released it. It was called Monsters. You might have heard that one on mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Um so that one has like real dark tones and like it kind of sounds like horrorcore and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so like a lot of like um tech nine fans and people that are into like horrorcore stuff were really into the music after that song dropped and then when you switch up styles it's like is my core following just gonna leave but you have to like take that risk to where now I'm starting to realize that like the fans that are here I think might even just like the whole encompassed message instead of just sonically how we sound or like the material like the uh the things that were um putting in the lyrics and stuff like yeah that, you know
1: getting getting past kind of like the the essence of what the sound like the song background instrumental sound like versus just listening to the actual lyrics and being in tune to that
0: right exactly yeah you know what i'm saying and then it's like because i didn't ever want to get uh put like you said in like in a box where it's like i didn't even when i first started rapping like i used to be like a uh, metalhead and, like, you know, Punk Rocker and stuff like that. It and shows then, me some like, of your songs. It shows. Right. <laughs> right, right. We have some undertones and stuff, and that's why we worked with Jesse, right, is because I I felt like he would be the perfect person to be the, uh, to do the the vocals that he did on the How Could You song,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: um, I loved how he was, like, working it into his own material, and I was like, you know what, I love rap metal, like, let's, let's work together, and then, that actually became one of the biggest songs with and then like there's a catch 22 that comes along with those things too because um like obviously like it has like uh i I created it not knowing what it was going to be like i just said let's just work i just want to like i liked the instrumental um they they put together their parts of the vocals and then i had to write my verses and i didn't originally go into the song trying to make it about um what it became about Mm -hmm. or Knowing that I was gonna write about the things I wrote about, you know what I'm saying? It like the two
1: happened,
0: right? And then it just felt right. And then, like, it's crazy how much responsibility came along with the song because it gets traction and then people start hitting me up, and they're and they're telling me things like, you know, you you literally reached out to me because I do this a lot, like a part of like my marketing scheme for the longest time was just like going straight to the consumer and messaging them and asking them if they would like, you know, trying to create like relationships with fans and stuff like that being personal. And so people would hit me up and be like, dude, the the night that you messaged me, I was going to harm myself. You know what I'm saying? And like, I listened to your song and it like prevented me from harming myself. And like, even people will hit me up sometimes. Like I'm not a fucking therapist and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with people. Like truth doesn't mean Mr. Nice guy and Mr. Positivity all the time. It means like I have bad days too. And sometimes you hit me up on a bad day and I don't really have fucking the energy to be like. Consoling and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But like knowing that need an ear i try to be patient with people but like i'm i'm not a therapist like i love psychology but i'm not a fucking therapist i'm a drill sergeant so like i can try to be i can positive reinforcement as many times as possible until i get fed up and i'm just like buck up motherfucker you know what i'm saying (laughs) like
1: yeah well, no, I mean, but that's that's who you are, and and you know, just a, a few things to backtrack. So, you know, truth, true rhymes, uniquely teaching honesty. So, what truth stands for, I think, really reflects in your music very much so. And you do a lot of verbally teaching it, very much storytelling and using the poetic flow to just really enhance the listener to hear what you have to say and, and music reaches out to people in so many ways. I think, you know, and the other thing is huge shout out to Jesse too, for bringing us together. We were talking about this at least before we, we started recording here. um, Heathen. And we, we touched a little bit about this as well because we talked about this song and just kind of the responsibility, like you were saying of, Noticing the the influence that you can have as an artist to people out there and realizing that music can really transform and change people's lives. And, you know, but still respecting yourself at the end of the day and knowing like, hey, this is how much energy I'm able to give. Like you're still giving it to them through your music, but also as an individual, that creating that that fan base bond is still, you know, that's it's a beautiful thing to see that
0: those people reach out to you too knowing that. Right, and it is and the another beautiful thing is that because I've tried to create like a, a community within my fan base. Um like I always knew that I was going to adopt like the foundation that like the that ICP and like other fucking real cult followings had created like a lot of the suburban noise KMK kids. Like just recently I was on a tour last year with this artist from a uh, subnoise records his name's Chucky Chuck. Shout out Chuck. And um the fans, the sub noise fans, because of the community they created, are really, like, um, just dope people, man. Like, not, on- not only supporters, but just, like, dope people. Where I've had folks go from, like, you know, you don't really know people, right? And you're you're trying to be cool with people, and then, like, y- you develop relationships. And so, like, some of these folks went from supporters to, like, real friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. And then became friends with each other inside the community as well, right? And so that that's what I was really aiming for when I created like the foundation of the fan bases. I'm like this isn't about me. Like w- this this movement isn't about truth. It's not about uh it's about everyone's truth, like not me as an individual, you know what I'm saying?
1: It's kind of having and, like, the the voice of the the mass the masses in a sense, using your voice too to spread that message for them.
0: Right, and then trying to give them a voice too, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I uh interesting things. Like I like to see it as a challenge, right, where um i'll ask fans like um i'm really into this group uh mindless self-indulgence and then they they had a contest one time where um they had all their fans vote on like different samples they were gonna put into songs and stuff like that and so the fans like helped create one of the songs right and so like i'll try to do things like that to try to involve people you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah make them you know feel part of the process
0: Right. Cause I don't want to be the only person with a voice. I don't like, that's a lot of responsibility to be the voice of fucking hundreds of millions of people and shit. Right. So a lot of people feel outcasted and if possible. And then, uh, since I've, um, cause like I've been doing music for like 10 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, uh, never liked social media and like now I'm in marketing and do like do this as a profession right like my old managers would be like you gotta get on facebook and i'm like fuck a facebook we're rebels we don't need this shit right and then uh you know you 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 gotta move with the times but i've inspired people to can uh to become uh like creative in their own ways as Mm -hmm. well which is also an inspiration back it shows you that um your work isn't like in vain. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. 100% that it's, it's being seen and and it's reaching other people. Uh, So tell me a little bit about this hashtag MKOT. I want to know what that stands for.
0: Okay. So MKOT stands for my kind of therapy. Um, So I was with a group um, back in 2009 to like 2011 And we split like at the beginning of 2012 and I went solo and I already um, had like the idea for a project and like in the midst of me trying to create the project, we split. And so I was also trying to learn like marketing strategy and stuff like that. And the hashtag was like a new thing back then, Mm. right? Because this was like fucking years ago. And so it was really hard for people to find me on YouTube, right? And they're like, do I just search truth? And I'm like, not really, like a bunch of other shit's gonna come up, right? And then not people weren't really getting that it was a re, uh, like an acronym and people didn't want to spell out True rhyme, Uniquely Teaching Honesty. And so I was like, how do I make this simple for people, right? And so I created the hashtag. And so my kind of therapy started out as a song that was like um, one of my main singles off of my first EP, it's called Therapy Session. I'm pretty sure it's still available somewhere um <laughs> uh, i was homeless for the longest time so like keeping my like people will run up to me and be like i got your old cd i'm like i don't even have one of those <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like that site let me get a copy of that <laughs> um and so like a few years ago i was um i bullied my way on the van's warp tour you know what i'm saying i just i was like um I was representing this band uh Saturday Night Riot. Um, the singer to Saturday Night Riot is on the How Kid You track. His name's John Baird. And uh, back then he was going by Chopper Manhattan, right? And so we had been developing this uh this kind of music relationship and, and friendship for the longest time. And then I kept trying to pitch like managing the band, right? And so um when they finally decided that they were gonna let me manage them, um, the drummer to the band, it's a two-piece. Um, we got real close and he was in another band, they won a contest, so they were playing warped, and I had already had all these like stories about you could like hitchhike on warp tour and like drive for vendors and stuff like that, right? And so I'm like balls to the wall. This, like, I like strategy, but I like throwing haymakers too, right? So I'm like, This is the fucking haymaker, we're gonna do the whole rest of the tour, and he's like, dude, give me a break. Like, I'm just nervous about doing the performance, and I was like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah. So gung ho. And so I got him on the tour for uh, three years. I ended up getting kicked off of the tour. But while on this tour, I had this epiphany telling me that like my true calling not was was not only like the music, but like advocating for people who are dealing with like mental illness and stuff like that. Right. And so the hashtag has thus become a brand, like a lifestyle brand where we're we're like a lot of what uh, we do is we try to give people like an outlet to express themselves or find their like forms of therapy, whether it be like being athletic or um, tattoos, because I understand that like people find a release in pain. I do. Um, but we don't condone harming yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we're like tattooing and scarification and body mods are a way for you to, um, get what you're looking for in, like, a controlled environment that, um, that isn't harmful to you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, like, another, like, we also advocate for, like, the medical marijuana and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, because a lot of people use it for, um, different things that they deal with in their psychosis and shit like that. And so, yeah, like, basically, that is slowly becoming, um, the lifestyle brand that's allowing people to just feel um like they have an outlet to be heard or and to make them feel like okay with even a, a voicing that they may feel that they have a um, mental illness and they want to maybe like take uh the journey on like trying to like find whatever might help them or even if they are aware of it already just like feeling like you know being okay with it and like maybe even being proud because like. I see mental illness as, like, the mutants and X-Men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not everybody has these special capabilities. Like, people have told me, I don't know if I have bipolar disorder, but people have told me, if you do have bipolar disorder, you definitely use it to your advantage. Because I've seen you go from, like, super angry about something, you're like, no, I'm not going to be sad or angry today. And you're just like, I'm in happy mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck Mm. it. Like, I just you, I, you switch on and off my emotions and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So
1: the mind is, is a fascinating thing. And there's, there's so much that we don't really know about how it, it really works. And I think just becoming, you know, more capable and having other people around you who can show you the ways that you can utilize your mind. I think a good way I try to put it is, you know, your mind is a great slave, but a horrible master. And being able to recognize that, and and separate yourself from those darker thoughts or more negative like things in your life, and being able to just uh, observe instead of just judge all the time, and you know it's it's definitely a balance, and it's definitely uh, something that takes practice. But there are a lot of resources out there for people to learn these ways to be able to help enjoy every day a little bit better and make every day a little bit brighter. You know, the one thing I always, I really like to say is, you know, you can't really be your best for everybody else if you're not doing the best for yourself and, and being able to, to try and right. do your that's best. so to- funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I've been, that was, that's been my journey lately is like, um, like I, like I said, or I don't know if I mentioned this. So like I, there was a great period of time where I was like homeless, right? Mm-hmm. And so my mission in life, which I feel like my calling is music and everything like that, that all came first. And so just recently, I've been able to um, take this journey of like creating balance between like my work life and, and my calling and like taking care of myself, right? And even this morning where I'm like, oh my God, we got this podcast and we got to do this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, clean the house you know what I'm saying like yep. even if it's just basic like that like just clean the house like we don't need to do super extra shit like just get the laundry done and shit you know what yep. I'm saying like no 100 you know? being right. able
1: to to give yourself self-discipline I mean that's how it kind of was for me for me I'm, I'm a procrastinator when it comes to eating breakfast and I like working out in the mornings so I have to push uh, okay. myself I'm like oh you want to work out before this podcast you you better stop drinking coffee and get something to eat because you got to digest right. before you work out
0: there's, better get a pro check at least
1: something <laughs> it's it just just right. change it just keep going kid keep going <laughs> but uh you know you you like i said earlier your music definitely uh it, it brings out a lot of positive messages and i think that you know there's a lot of artists who have similar outlooks on on what they can bring with their voice to music and so you do, you, you do the vocals, obviously you write the lyrics. Um, also I want to say shout out to whoever does your beats because your beats are on point. They're like some of those hooks and right. some of the songs, like the one you mentioned earlier, monsters. Great. Yeah. I, that's the, I just, the whole thing is a thing, uh, just a banger and then uh dirt dirty dirty. That was, that was a good one too.
0: Okay. Right. Right. Um, so Dirty's actually, who produced that? I think Ant from Atmosphere or or something produced that because that was a remix. And then, what the, um Syndrome, he's, like, a producer in Canada. So, like, I have my whole life wanted to have, like, the partnership that, like, like Dre and, and Snoop have or something like that. Like, just where you work with, like, a producer who knows you so well that, like, you guys feed off of each other and Mm -hmm. they create down for you and stuff like tech Nine's producer has done really well for that to like sonically everything he does, even though he like does a lot of different styles, he, it's all tech, you know what I'm saying? And so like, that's what I try to go for, but like, I've always tried to with my beat selection and uh, to tell you the truth, like I've never found a producer other than the first, the person that I was working with, his name's Dan K. When I was with the group before I went solo is the closest thing that i've ever had to a producer where like they were like we were a pair and like when we were making music together it was like he could read my mind you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so because i suck at like having people produce beats for me like i've had people where i paid them and like i don't want to sit in the studio and listen to you go through every instrument and stuff like that i'm like here's money you tell you create a bunch of beats and the ones i like i will take you know what i'm saying yeah and so I also have tried to be like, I never wanted to sound like anybody. And so I have I felt like I did a decent job of trying to sound as good as the industry standard. But like, I will go through every person's catalog and be like, all right, these are the beats that you make that are supposed to sound like other people's beats. Ooh, this is the one where you were being experimental that day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I usually picked those ones.
1: <laughs> I like I like the process. So- uh you do filmmaking as well so what what how did that all
0: start so i kind of just stumbled into filmmaking i've always wanted to be a filmmaker and um so like when i was a kid i didn't like when they asked me like what do you want to be when you grow up i wasn't like a rapper fuck yeah i'm a rap star now that came later um i because i was in the rock music always thought that if i was going to do anything i'd be like a singer right Mm -hmm. and um so the filmmaking a couple of years ago came from the fact that, like, um, my mom and her boyfriend gave me a GoPro for my birthday, and I was on my way to go do a tour, and I took the GoPro with me, and I filmed everything that we were doing, and I wanted to make a music video, and I didn't have money, and I was like, I have all this footage from this tour, and I made a song about touring. Let's make a fucking film. You know what I'm saying? And so we created uh, the video for a song that I got out called End of the Road, and now because i'm i created a media company called manifest media now we're being able to really step into doing like um short films like i've always been fascinated by artists that do that that like step out of the normal we're just going to have like a regular video and we're going to try to make it like more cinematic and stuff like that even further to have like a short film that comes along with a project and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I've always had this dream to create a film and we write all the music for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like we put out the film and the soundtrack and everything. And, um, that that's definitely something that I'm going to be doing in the near future. So that's kind of how I got in the film, you know,
1: That's exciting, man. That's really exciting. I think, you know, being a photographer myself, I've always been fascinated with, with film and, and videography definitely right. a different realm for sure, but it's, it's absolutely, I, I love I, when, when you mentioned artists being, taking more of that cinematic take on music videos and stuff. It's those, those draw you in, especially when you've got those lyrics that are storytelling. It's just, you're creating even just more right. art in a different medium.
0: Right. So. Right. And so like, I can relate to um, the videography stuff because I'm the guy that's behind the camera most of the time when I'm doing like stuff because, I mean, you can get basic shots or you can get good shots. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know what I mean, right? Being a videographer is like you can take a picture or you can fucking take, like you move the camera and you're like, oh my God, like look (laughs) at the way that looks now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like I'm so into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm on the side of the road, like putting my phone down and shit like that, like trying to get like certain shots. Like, what are you doing? Like, let me work. Some
1: some you know of the some saying? of the behind the scenes photos people have gotten of me. I'm like, my is that what I look like when I'm in that? Like, I I think some people call it uh, like photography yoga. It's just like you're just bending right. all over the place, right. I, I, yeah. I totally, I totally understand, but it is, it's very fun because it's just, you're in that moment of just that flow state. Yeah. It, you know, it's, right. it's, it's
0: awesome. It's so awesome. I love that you would, that you use the word flow too. Right. Cause I just. Um, recently discovered flow art, like discovered that I'm uh, kind of good at it, right? And so they'll uh, like my buddy was trying to explain it to me, which is hilarious because I was on psychedelics when he was trying to explain it to me, and I felt like, we're, like, and they're joking with me, and like it's a cult, and I'm like giving the fucking the orbit back to him. I'm just like, nah, I don't like, want to be Like part poi of and
1: dragon staffs, right. And-
0: right 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 and so like he's explaining to me like how you'll like you'll you'll enter a plane right and i feel like it's kind of the same way with the photography is like i believe in multiple dimensions mm-hmm. right and so i feel like and it's a dimension thing like that's literally all we're doing is we're put, we're using um like geometry and stuff like that to like create a scope out of like we're tilting a lens this way so it's bringing in light that way and it's like catching mm-hmm. Uh, your good side, hopefully. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Because with uh, with a lot of flow toys, you know, toys with a lot of flow props, uh, especially poi itself, uh, right. when you take long exposures of the ones with LEDs, they they're creating geometric shapes, flowers. You trace out uh, squares, triangles, and that's how you you adapt that kind of that that extension of your own body and being able to flow with it. And I mean, it's just play with it. That's why I like calling it. It's a flow fun. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, that, that flow state it's when you quiet your mind enough to be able to just be in this, this presence and focusing on what you're also doing at the same time.
0: Right. Cause my buddy, like, goes into some fucking trance man like my buddy uh shout out my buddy izzy um but he i'm like looking at what he's doing and at first people think that you're just like swinging around a thing and he's like showing me the techniques on how to like do certain like things i'm trying to do and i'm like this is not as easy as it looks no it is
1: not it is i am nowhere near a professional but i have some amazing friends who do fire flow and are fire performers with it and they are absolutely phenomenal just huge shout out to everyone i couldn't even name drop there's so many
0: i would love to work with the fire in the near future um definitely need to practice more because i've only dabbled like literally only like tiptoed in it and um he gave me um, he, he gave me one of his pieces that it didn't have LEDs on it. He's like, I use this to just practice, right? And it had like washers in it and stuff like yep. that. And I was like, snapping the shit out of myself. You and can, I was like, Look,
1: you can make it as easy as getting a long, knee high tube sock and putting a tennis ball in the bottom of it and knotting a bo- right. nodding, putting a knot at the end. And you,
0: there you go. You've got practice, Flow Toys. I love that you reminded me of that too, right? Because I also sometimes. Um, get into these modes where like, oh, like, we can't work out unless we're using, like, running shoes, or, like, we can't do the flow stuff unless we go by, like, the orbit and all the fancy stuff. No, fuck that, dude. Like, just make, do it. Yeah, make do with what you've got and just do it. Right. Which is hilarious, because I'm, like, super resourceful. People will be like, how the fuck do you make all this happen? Like, you're broke and homeless. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, for you're the longest resourceful,
1: time. Is what right, I, resourceful. Right. I'm resourceful.
0: Like, I would use the homelessness thing as to my advantage, where like people fly signs. So I'm going to write my advertisement on a fucking slide on a sign and stand, stand on the side of the road and like fucking collect donations for uh, water bottles and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, what is this for? And I'm like, watch my music videos on YouTube. And they're like, the fucking homeless guys over here on YouTube and shit. Like, fuck yeah, I am. Mean, you're going to watch it, right? You yeah, know I'm, what I'm
1: saying? Entrepreneurs learn how to make money. So, you right. know, one, one way or another, entrepreneurs learn how to make money that's true and that's why like
0: now god okay I was just saying like my come-up is like crazy right now they're like you like I literally kind of have what seems to be overnight success like if you didn't know me because people are like what the fuck like you're you're just doing so well now and I'm like yeah well yeah because I tried and failed for so long I learned what worked and what didn't and like I like I said I'm not afraid to take the risk like I'm throwing haymakers every day, but like, but also using that like tedious strategy where just because I can pay for fucking marketing and advertisement now doesn't mean that I still don't reach out to people and still create those personable relationships with fans and stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. Still staying true to, to who you are and, and where, you know, the roots always come from.
0: Right. Hell yeah, Yeah, man. Well, what are,
1: uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, future 2021 plans.
0: So, um, this year, cause I've been, I've been focusing on like my strategy the last few years was like trying to approach things like just dropping singles. Cause I don't feel like people's attention span is very long these days. Mm-hmm. So I just drop songs and I would like market them for like a month at a time. And then, um, I'm starting to get the urge to do an actual project. I don't know what it will be called. I don't know what it'll be about. I usually like to theme out projects and stuff like that. And I've had projects that i've wanted to put out that i haven't finished yet but i may just let let go of those old ideas and just like start new and try to just what what are we going to do now where are we coming from now so definitely a project is in the works um i'm actually about to start a tour i tour with a dude named stoner jordan he's from uh from arizona right from phoenix or something like that mesa arizona and uh so we're about to go on tour this april and he does a festival uh for 420 every year that's where we're doing the pot festival in utah and um so like that's coming up we only got a few dates um we're gonna be in wichita kansas omaha a few other places in nebraska and then salt lake city and um so like i'm super excited about that because we haven't been able to tour for about a year Mm -hmm. and uh other than that, like, realistically, I've been spending a lot of time getting my company off of the ground. and But that's also given me the outlet to be able to do other creative things like, um, like visual commercials for people and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So definitely expect some, like, short films coming soon. And then um, I'm trying to get into, like, more YouTubing stuff. Like, I've been doing that a lot where I do, like, uh i'm starting to do reaction videos and stuff like that you can find me on youtube if you look up the hashtag my channel is true rhymes and then i just created so i'm having to for my clients prove to them that i can build brands like uh in a time timely manner right mm-hmm. so i just created a bunch of new brands i have a new youtube channel that i'm about to launch called you got to be kidding there's gonna be a more comedic stuff um i'm doing i uh I did this video where I learned how to make like corned beef and cabbage the other day. And so I tried like, oh, I know it came out so good too. And not an eat, like it's the process was fairly easy, but like the cooking process, I was like exhausted. I decided to start cooking at like two in the morning. I was like, fuck yeah, let's just start the video right now. And then I was like needing the nap and stuff like that. And I was like, Fuck, I having to wake up out of my sleep to put stuff in the pot and everything you know what i'm saying it was like fun to do though and so yeah. i i was trying to use like they have like editing tricks that they do in a lot of these like shortcut videos that they'll they'll put on like you know you'll find them on facebook and stuff mm-hmm. where like they'll throw the onion up in the air and it like lands in the bowl all chopped up yeah so i am you know i don't have like the greatest laptop in the world like it kept crashing actually as i was trying to edit the video i've been there and so i found my yeah. uh I found myself just, just like doing like all these creative things, which is fun. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm just trying to have fun with everything that we're doing and try new stuff, you know? Yeah.
1: No, that, I think that's uh that's very important. Just trying new things and just trying to get out of, get out of the box and, and right. find, you know, I think that it, when we try these new things, these new opportunities, it allows us to find better ways to integrate it into other things that we do or be able
0: it's just, it's inspiration all over, you know? Right, right. And then um, be on the lookout for, I've always wanted, like, originally, I thought the the hashtag was going to be like a clothing brand, which it, it still is. But, like, um, I'm starting to design custom clothing because I have merchandise that you can order online. And I designed all of my merch myself for the most part, like 80% of it. But um, I wanted to go further than that and be like, I'm going to create custom stuff where I'm just using like a bunch of different mediums. Like, I'm just like fucking going like, Hey, fucking wire and like Hobby Lobby fucking carts full of stuff. And they're like, what the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> and I'm, Yeah. Just like using all kinds of different mediums where I'm just like fucking like, you know, fabric paints and like patches and, and just like, just going at it. And I'm like, this shit's looking tight. You know what? I know a couple people that have stores in the mall that could probably like, let me retail this shit. Right. So all kinds of things.
1: I love it. I love it. There's so much. All right. Well, um, before we wrap up here, I do have one other question for you, but before we get to that, um, everyone can find you on SoundCloud, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, shout out, uh, what I know you already mentioned the YouTube one. They can look up the hashtag MKOT, find you there truth rhymes, but, uh, where everybody else is, uh, Name it
0: out. Okay, so I'm terrible with this. Like, I advise that people use one alias for every single social media account that they have. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have not. And um, so, I'm not really on Twitter a lot, but I'm trying to be on it more. Um, you can find me at Eat My True Rhymes on Twitter. Um, the hashtag will take you to my channel on YouTube, which is hashtag MKOT on. SoundCloud, if you look up True Rhymes, you should be able to find me. If you're trying to stream the music on, like, Spotify or any other streaming site, you're going to have to um, look up the full acronym, True Rhymes Uniquely Teaching Honesty. Uh, what, what else is out there? Um, you can find me on TikTok now, too, at uh, You Gotta Be Kidding. Um, that's not necessarily, like, the... The music stuff, I'm just kind of doing funny videos on there just to, just for the, just for fun. Yeah. But if you like comedy, there's funny stuff that's going on that one. And uh, what else do people do? If you want to look me up on Facebook, if you, if you look up True Rhymes, uniquely teaching honesty or truth, you should be able to find me somewhere because I do a lot on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely had gram- to have and- you list those out. <laughs> there's, there's so many of them.
0: Right. Oh, I know. So on the gram and Snapchat, um true, the number two D A rhymes. So T R U E, the number two D A R H Y M E S. That's the um that's how you find me on Instagram, um, and Snapchat. And Snapchat's a fun place if you want to follow me, uh, just because. I snap all the time. So you're going to get, like, a lot of be- behind-the-scenes stuff going on that you're not going to get anywhere else. And so, like, that's the thing that I try to do, too, is I hate when people, like, just repost all the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, my favorite artists, like, when I get into a person, like, I'm a super fanatic, right? And that's probably why my fans are, like, crazy fanatics and shit, too, right? Because you're they're going to be an off-branch of you. Um, And so, like, I get very disappointed when I'm on different, like, social media platforms and people are, like oh, here's the same picture or here's the same video and this and this and that. And I I know that they're trying to get themselves out there or whatever, just like make people aware, stay relevant. But I, because I like to do exclusive stuff for people, when you go to SoundCloud, there's exclusive music you're only going to find on the SoundCloud. When you go to YouTube, there's only exclusive stuff that you're only going to find on YouTube if you're a YouTuber in the YouTube community and um you know so on and so forth. So when I post on Instagram, it's never the same. Like it's very rarely the same thing unless I have to be advertising like the tours and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I still try to find ways to post, you know what I'm saying every time so. Yeah,
1: keep it keep follow it follow me on all
0: this stuff guys.
1: <laughs> all right, right. Well, last question here for you. Well, it's not really much of a question, but I want you to leave everybody with one piece of advice.
0: Um to give anybody advice, it's find a balance between knowing that you have enough time and that tomorrow's never promised. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're young and you think that time's running out because you haven't figured out what you want to do with your life yet, you probably have your whole life ahead of you and go for it. Like, be young. Like, I, I'm regurgitating a lot of stuff that like Gary Vee talks about, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's because I really truly connect to those things. and. Also, on top of that, tomorrow isn't promised. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I wake up every day and, and hear news about somebody losing somebody or have lost somebody myself. And I'm lucky to even be alive today because I'm reckless. You know what I'm saying? Or I used to be reckless. And so that's what I would tell you is that um, don't ever fucking let anybody decide for you what your life is. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you want to make something happen, like, you can have dreams. And you can have the biggest dreams in the world if you turn them into goals and then break them into small steps. You can most likely accomplish anything in life, you know?
1: I love it, man. Very, very well said. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, doing the podcast with me. I, this has been great. Please, everybody who's listening, like, share, sh- share, share the truth, share the messages, bring the community together as share always. Podcast. Share the podcast. Thank you again so much, man. I hope you have a great rest of your day.
0: You too. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Bye.